Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's, a, it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well. HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Yo, good evening, good afternoon, good morning. Welcome to this episode of the Flats and Shanks podcast coming to you on your podcast app. Um, and that is, I think, the only platform available for this. Um, I am Tom yeah. Shanklin. I'm David uh, Llewellyn Flatman. And we're trying uh, to sound upbeat. We're trying to sound upbeat because it's a Monday night. It's around about half past eight. Um, we've both had busy days, but I wonder how this is going to go, mate, because I'll be honest with you, I, I've had a couple of pints. Oh God! Yeah. Oh God! I you know what I get like after a couple of pints. Oh, physical. You chinned anyone in the last twenty minutes? <sighs> no, a couple of death stares. But <laughs> yeah, bottom lips start to go. Yeah, yeah. You know when you're looking at someone and just you just see through them because yeah, that's, that's how angry you it. are. Yeah. So. Uh, if anyone comes inside my little office now in my house, I am going to go ape. Uppercut City. I go it? ballistic. <laughs> you know, so. Mm. Go on, how dare you? No chance. Go on, you, go on, you little. Sh- come through the door now. I told you not to. Eh? App. Absolutely no chance. I've got, tennis, um, I've got a tennis ball in my hand in case they do. Because I've, I've worked out the tennis hey. ball. is It's not like a cricket ball, you know. It will leave... Um, I leave a mark, but you know that mark will go within a couple of hours. Yeah, I I dip them in vinegar and bake them. Um, that's how I do it, like conkers. <laughs> they strengthen them up, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't yeah. put conkers in a fridge or a freezer; it softens them. Wasn't gonna. No, uh, does it? Yeah. Buggers. Hmm. Bloody. Oh. Hey. Mm. Hey. Why are we doing it on Monday night? Why? This is out. my prime TV time, this is. To get out for Tuesday morning, mate. Trying to get out first. I know, you know. fella. You I know, know, fella. We're not all singing and dancing like a lot of others. We want to remain, you know, that. What do we want to remain? We want to remain like... Poor. We want to remain poor. Well, just, 
you know, yeah, something for everyone. Is, Grounded. I suppose, what we, I'm trying to say. We are what we are. We are a pod for every man. I, I mean, mean we almost. are humble. Is is what we are. Okay, you know, we've not sold out to the corporate. So this I is think probably, I'm a lot more humble than you might understand. Have you we, seen that clip of Donald Trump going around? Oh no, I thought you were actually comparing yourself to me then. No, oh. I mean you are. You're a lot like him, but um. No, he's done this. This is terrible clip that's gone. It's gone feral on the internet, and oh Christ, he is just—he's just the one of the top three most awful human beings on the planet. I just, you know, if I was ever to go and you know, if he did a seminar or a Q and A, and I'd love to put my hand up and just say, Donald, um, can you just say the word China for me, please, like five, five China. times? <laughs> China. China, China. I just, I just want. I just want someone really sophisticated and important like Barack Obama or somebody or Oprah or somebody just to say, you're a really, really bad guy. You're just a knob. Chris Finch. That's what you need. Chris Finch. I want someone to just drop a couple of levels and let their dignity go and just say, you're a dick, mate, on telly. Cleverest bloke I know. Finchy. Mm. Mm. A bloody good rep. What did he throw over the... What did he throw over the roof? A kettle or something? Yeah. Use the laces. Knew he would. Bastard. <laughs> <laughs> who, did you, who, who did you say with the Cuban leader? Go on, who did you say? It's bandits, not banter. Who did you say? Frey Bentos. <laughs> <laughs> you and your four non-blondes. Poisoning me. Uh, anyway, yeah, sorry. Uh, I watched the film the other night, boy. Uh, tell me more. It's called Bait. Okay. Um, and it's a story of Jack Noel. It's not, but it's a story of... Um, a fisherman. Yep. Okay. Um, Cornish, local Cornish fisherman uh, struggling to make a living. And the uh, summer second homeowners arrive and cock everything up for him. And it's about basically the second homeowners clashing with local life and forcing all the locals who've been there forever oh to god there's such a middle class slash upper class film to watch yeah no it's not it's an art film it's, it's, it's arty it's just one um one a bafta it's absolutely brilliant and i did the bristol life awards of the night version yes i saw bristol life it's actually really good fun and i thought i thought it could be well, i knew i'd enjoy it but i was like this could be a bit strange it's actually really nice and um had a couple of blooming pints which was nice and but the early, early day, I think they're called Early Day or Early Days Films, turns out they won an award. So I presented that, and it turns out they made bait. And I'd heard about it, oh, and one right. of my friends had watched it, now. and it was so good, and they'd gone back and watched it again at the cinema. Right. So I watched it at home the night on Cat 4, Channel 4 Catch-Up, Mo, Mo, on Mofo. And do you know, yeah, bloody brilliant. I feel bad bloody now, brilliant. right? I feel bad now. Sorry well for judging you. Um, do you still have five pints of um, of lager before you get on stage and speak? Or yeah, God, yeah, calm yeah. <laughs> um, Do you know and chat one, to women? There's one, <laughs> yeah. There's one um, or attractive men. There's one senior commentator, a commentator who so everyone PC. knows, yeah, who's a good bloke, and um, he once we were in a corporate thing pre-match and. I had a Guinness. He said, do you want another one? I said, I'll go on then. And about eight minutes later, he was like, do you want another one? I said, hell, mate, chill out a bit. And 
I was like, go on then, I'll have one more. And we've, had, we've had three pints in about four minutes. No, in probably about half an hour, which is well, going, going some. Like, Ten minute pints, some. that's tough. It's tough. And he goes, right, I've got to go. We did, we did our Q&A, did our bit and had a bit of a laugh. And he said, I've got to go. And we all stay down in the suite to watch the game on the telly and have a bit of lunch. You know, a bit of, you know, a bit of pink lamp is lovely. And who's commentating? Him. On an England game. No. And they were like, I was like, wow, he's had a couple of pints to calm the nerves there. I, yeah, that's Jiffy all over, mate. That's Jiffy. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't Jiffy, I'll tell the you. The problem that. with that, though, the problem with that, though, is you're fine for about 30 minutes. Then the bladder starts to fill. Then you're knackered. Yeah. And you can't hold three pints in for a long time. And, and he definitely was not drunk. This is a, you know, you're not drunk after three pints or we're not because we're flipping lads, but it's. Absolute lads, but well, I don't he, know, he, he was fine. He was fine, but he and he commentated. I remember thinking, I'm going to really listen to this because normally you don't really listen to you when yeah. you're there, just chatting. I'm going to really listen, and he was bang on. Like he was great. And I thought, Jiffy well, is bang on sometimes, mate. When he stops talking about numbers, um, numbers to the left, numbers to the right. You know, Jiffy is um, is yeah, a great commentator. Jiffy. Okay, yeah, it wasn't uh, Jiffy. You have to say that now. Um, it was it was Eddie Butler. No, it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't Eddie Butler. I have to say this because I said it. Well, I just had a couple of pints with um, mate of mine, Tim Smith from DS Smith. Just, Smitty, Smitty. Just, just to oh. catch up. Um, and touch base. I mean, we were going to record this pod tomorrow, but then I couldn't let down another meeting I've got with James Goodall from Enterprise Cars. Um, you've not met James Goodall. Um, very, well, I like him. Be honest. Do you like hairy men? Yes, I do. Always have. Kane Palmer Newport. Good okay, friend of mine. so do you like men that wear a suit? Yeah, you can tell they're absolutely covered in hair because it's coming out of their collars and cuffs. I, they don't belong in suits. No, they don't belong in suits. Those people. But also, you know, it's they never get cold because they're covered in hair and thick mm. hair as well. Mm. Um. So you do, yeah, because you your forearms are like that, but you otherwise your body's not. So what would you do if your whole body was like that? But your palms are like that, and your tongue. My my tongue and the soles of my feet. Um, yeah, well, you lose a lot of heat through your forearms. A, a very wise man told me that once. Yeah, good guy as well. <laughs> yeah, um, right forearms bigger than left. Um, if you had a really hairy back, would you wax it? Um, I think so. I think for special occasions. Slash stag do's. You probably would if you're going away to like Havar or yeah, yeah, Dubrovnik. Yeah, or Minehead, Butlins. See my see my my shoulders and back are getting hairy as I get older, and I don't care. Jamie Roberts always got hairy triceps and always used to shave them. I don't know how I know that. Yeah, what? Don't know how I I just know that. Just know that. Oh god. Um. Oh god. Big friend of the pod. Oi, have you seen uh, France Malherba, the South African Titan? Have you seen the picture of him going around on the internet in his first game back? Negative. Oh my cripes, fella. He was 130 plus for the World Cup final. I mean, plus. Mm-hmm. And he's obviously in good enough nick to win the World Cup. And he is, wow, he's eating well in lockdown. Lockdown loser. If I'd won the World Cup and then had lockdown, that's exactly what I would look like. I mean, that's exactly what I do look like, you could argue. But um, mm. he's done what I would have done, except he's getting paid $8 million a week um, not to. Let's not 
talk about this too much now because we'll we'll dip into it when we do a little bit of rugby chat, which oh, l- legally we have to. But yeah. I mean, there's a lot of South Sea Islanders, right, in Northern Hemisphere, rightly so, brilliant players. But there seems to be lots of front row. Is that mm. is, have I just I mean generalised there, or is that true? Lots of Islanders in the front row. Yeah, I mean. yeah, loads. And didn't, what, there didn't used to be. Mm, I, I don't remember there being as much. I don't remember there being as much. But Joe my point Vitti is, at Swansea was it? Anyway, go on. They're big blokes, but are they better than you know, say, your average player over over here? You know, the South Sea Islanders are. Do they? You know, you can see how powerful they are as strike runners in the backs. Are they just as powerful in the scrum? Uh, there's the, the you're going to hate the answer. Some yes, some no. So if you've got a let's think of one. I find that really Johnson. hard to explain. Then, as you probably know, because I was stuttering like Keith. I know, but Fishcore Wonder. Someone like Census Johnston is like bona fide world class in pretty much every area. Like I know he doesn't. He's not. You know, he's not doing it anymore at the top. But he's he was sort of he was top of the range everywhere great in the scrum um really durable and powerful great ball carrier big hitter all that kind of stuff um i'm trying to think yeah i mean there's the, what what really helps in the front row you've got to be good enough but what really helps is weight and it is relatively simple if not easy but it's simple to make guys who are almost big enough big enough or easily big enough okay but what happens is your body is under a lot of stress. This is just a theory of mine. So if, if someone knows better, tweet us and tell us wrong. I'm wrong. But if you if you basically if your whole career is about being as heavy as possible and maximizing as heavy and maximizing your weight, your body's under quite a lot of stress. So being naturally heavy enough, I think, gives someone a real advantage. And it also, you know, you carry more weight into collisions and scrums so you have more momentum and it it is just there's there's a reason so props need the most static strength as a rule in a game yeah so they're generally in static terms the strongest guys in the team you know generally so in terms of lifting things so then you look at the world's strongest man competition and those guys are legit trying to be as big as possible because mass shifts mass so peter stringer is incredibly strong but he's not big enough. And you might have someone, you know, let's find a, a hooker like Luke Cowan Dickey would be mega strong in the gym. Well, Harry Thacker is a his physique, he's not a huge guy, but his physique is unbelievable. I bet he's a I bet he is class in the gym. You know, I bet he lifts loads. He's got massive muscles everywhere. But you could not put him at prop because although mm. he lifts the right weights, he doesn't have the mass to back it up, so he would he would be chewed up, right? So the South Sea Islanders are a lot of those men are big men. So having the natural weight really helps. Um, yeah, my point was, I, I, I know I didn't explain that well, was that they're great carriers, but are they actually top no, yeah, scrummagers? I, yeah, not, not. I mean, yes, sometimes, yes, sometimes, no, just like everyone else. And okay, yeah, okay. The, the, the point, and I'm going on about it, but the point is oh, that are. there just aren't many, there aren't, you know, there are lots of big men in, in, in England, for example, but there's just a higher concentration of them there. And of the big men there are in England, probably rather a small percentage play rugby, whereas of the loads of big men they've got over there, a high percentage play rugby, so you've got more to pick from. Yeah. That's what I would guess. There you go. Okay. I'll put myself to bloody sleep now. 
Wait, wait, wait. Um, yeah, oh, I just, I just noticed at the weekend that was all. Um, a lot of the European games. I thought, wow. Well, when we, when we were youngins, boy, there mm-hmm. were not many Islanders playing in the front row, like playing prop. There are a few because they weren't that. No, many props and about. if you got someone like if someone came over from France or Argentina, like you think, wow, whoa, yeah, here we go. Here's Roman Magellan. Plays, Those days are gone, boy. Yeah, that's Roman. Yeah, plays for Those um, Saracens gone. one game. Breaks yeah, his nose against wasps. Wops. You can even say wasps, could he? Never played again. He he uh the gone are the days where French props are routinely scary. Those days are gone. Um yep. Argentinian props routinely scary, those days are gone. Yep. Um and you look at guys like I ain't scared so, of anyone anymore, mate. No, I'll no, I'll kill them all, mate. I'll fight any man. But you got like Tavita Tomopiao, who played for Saints and Worcester, Big Dave, he was a class scrummager, like really, mm. really difficult to play against. And he, mate, for years he got paid to just hold the scrum up, win the odd penalty and just do a job, give him a platform. He wasn't doing a huge amount else, but shit me, he was so strong, really flexible, great technique. Um, So they, you know, it's not all Islanders in the front row are awesome, but not all, you know, not all Brits or French are in the scrum are awesome. And they just, they just, they, they, this is a massive generalisation, but as you know, the way the South Sea Islanders are either built or if it's genetics or if it's the way they play the game, whatever, they do seem to have, they often seem to have great timing, power, explosion, you know, explosive power. So it's kind of, that makes sense. Yeah, I'll have to retract that. I am scared of, of some people, um, my wife being one, um, and... Mm. I'm also scared of David Tennant. Oh, Des. Oh, mate. Wow. Oh. Wow. Now, I started Googling it, boy. Apparently, accurate as all hell. I listened to a podcast on it because um, I, knew, I knew the name. The name rang a bell, but I couldn't because I listened to so many um, crime, true crime podcasts. You know, you, you sometimes forget what you've listened to, what you haven't, but I've listened to it completely. Um and as I was watching it through, I was thinking, oh, my God, wow, yeah, this is bang on. This is exactly the same as a podcast, which they've got from crime files from the police and the files which are, which legally they're accessible through the um, the court. And, uh, yeah, I mean, but, like, it, it wouldn't bother me at all if the character that David Tennant portrays and, and looks like in, in Dez didn't look anything like um, the actual Dennis Nielsen but mm. it makes it even better that it is bang on. And, mm. like, I knew David Tennant did um, Doctor Who. I knew he was Doctor Who, but I've never really seen him act until Broadchurch. When I watched Broadchurch, um, I thought, wow, this he's an amazing actor. And everything he's done since I've watched, and he's phenomenal, mate. He's one mm. of the best British actors out there. Yeah, I mean, he's he not he's not up there with the Irish fella in Line of Duty for me. Um, oh, he is. Oh, he is. Valor. Valor. He is. Valor. He, he was amazing in that. And I actually thought, looking back on Des, I thought... Oh, you found David, something wrong with it, did you? No. David right. Tennant's performance was almost better than the programme. Mm. That's what it was all about. Um, who was the policeman? He's been. He was also in Line oh, of Duty. I love him. 
but he was also Love in him. something that I can't remember what it was. White it was Lines. White Lines, yeah. I tried to watch it. It wasn't his performance in it. No, he's good. I just it. didn't like it. Yeah, I tried. I really tried. He, he's Everything he's in, he's good as well. He's great. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so Des was good. Des was good, fella. I enjoyed that. I smashed um, I that still, in one evening. Still looking into... Look, I'm listening to Paradise on BBC Sounds, the podcast. Yeah, I'm off. Um, I'm off shooting on Wednesday. Um, there's a COVID safe shoot going on in High Wycombe and uh, Churchill's uh, with Centurion Charity. So, are you at EJ Churchill's with mm. Rob Fenwick? Yes, you are. I probably am. Probably am. You won't. He'll introduce himself. You won't like him. Fenny. He is Fenny the Fat. He is. Basically, Durders. He's Mark Durden Smith with floppier hair and without the sense of humour. You will not like him at all. He's the main guy there, the gaffer. You won't get on. Bet you twenty quid. I was there with Jason Fox, Foxy. We were there. The blooming. We were just having a blooming lads shoot up, shooting some clays. Rob comes over, walks away. Foxy's like, "Who's that knob?" I said, "That's Rob. He runs the place." Okay. I hope he doesn't listen yeah. to the pod then. All right. Because That's not true. He's really right. nice. Okay. Uh, you no, but f- you won't like him. Okay. That's what I want from you. Why is that? No, you will. I'm just. I want to get into him because we know he listens. Ah. Uh, He's good. nice. Yeah. All right. Well, I make my own mind up, mate. You know. Fine. Yeah. 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 You know, okay. Yeah. I'll yeah. decide. But is he going to be wearing chinos, pink jumper around his yep. shoulders? Yeah. No socks and boat shoes. Not even the cool yep. ones like. You know, like us youngsters wear, but like proper flat out thick ones, like Blue Harbours. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, rank. Ugh. Big, thick boat shoes with big gum soles. Like the old late, the old mid 90s Timberlands. And he's done the little knots at the end as well. <laughs> oh, big, thick bell bottom chinos. Oh, fella. Hack it, polo. <laughs> the massive number one on it. Yeah. Collar oh, up. My dad's a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> what have you been up to anyway, fella? Since uh, Oh, God, don't ask. Don't ask. Since uh, our live pod. I mean, that went down quite well, actually, I believe. So we'll, we'll have to do one next week if we can. Back in the car. Back in the COVID-free car. Yeah. I did a... I, do you know what I did? I did a couple of... Um, things for uh land rover so sort of a couple of evening sessions where people go they apply and if you're one of the lucky 50 you get um you get selected and you come get in a and chat you, with you, you chat with me you just talk to me just talk no. to me about life i uh, know you get a few players from your own club and whatever so did this with the saints guys of the night and owen franks was on there and uh rory hutchinson was on there and george furbank and it's it's nice because they know who's coming in and there's no, the journos aren't the worry, but there's no one they're worried about on there. You kind of, you're, everyone's accountable because they're giving you your email, their email address. You can, they can just say whatever they want and it's quite nice and it's loose and it's 45 minutes. So they, they were nice. And I had a pedicure on Wednesday. What? Yeah. You're so in touch with your feminine side and I admire that with you. I couldn't be like that, but. but It's actually because I get horrendous, my feet are minging, mate. You've seen them. Yeah, but you're not, Scrummage anymore, you're not playing rugby anymore. So how do they get so minging? Because you don't you don't go on long distance runs. You don't you, you walk on your feet, yeah, granted, but it's not like you're 
walking five miles to grab some water and walk back five miles on sand with no shoes, is it? That probably helps. You'd get on the electric no. bike for anything. I you you drive anywhere. I know. I just get, I get like, you know, like elephant feet, don't I? I don't know why it happens, but I get it. And, mm. I, you know, give Monica in Bath, uh, MK Beauty, <laughs> uh, Monica with a K, um, I give her not very much money at all. And she, I leave and my feet are just bloody gorgeous again. Bloody gorgeous. Yeah. So, and I went to, I, I did something today that I've been. Is this just, is that just ago. like a posh way of like, or you're just trying to snazz it up to say you, you got rid of your athlete's foot or do you actually have a, <laughs> or do you actually have a pedicure? Got rid of me toe jam. I don't have any nail varnish put on like in, when the winter's coming because there's no point. Uh, but don't, I just don't, don't wear flip flops anymore then, do you? The, na- the nails aren't the thing I go for because I can clip my own nails. It's just getting my, the soles of my feet sorted out because they are like, you know, haggard. Mm. A haggard leather armchair that's been chewed by a Great Dane. Um, today I did something, boy, that I've been waiting to do for a long time. Um, I went to uh, Genevieve Taylor's uh, fire school in Bristol. So she's Genevieve Eats on Instagram. She's one of my favourites. Cooks amazing food. So I went to a fire school today. Um, and it's blimmin' brilliant. And I have not had... I finished eating at about half two. This afternoon, and I've not eaten another mouthful of food. That is how full I am, and it is now quarter to nine at night. Is that part of your fasting that you're doing that you talked about last no, week? No, I'm just no, I'm just full. Oh, okay. So I wasn't sure. Um, I, is, are you still fasting? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, See, eight hours, eight hours a day. I've got to eat. So, that's all. <laughs> well, tell me more about this. <laughs> tell me more about this fire throwing, eating place. You're fire throwing, fire dagger throwing. You, Jumping through hoops. You're basically, I mean, it's learning to obviously set fires about learning a little bit about the woods <laughs> and stuff. But also, <laughs> it's cooking food over big fires. Oh, do you, did you ever do a genie? That's the best way to start a fire. <laughs> okay, so you, you learn you, you learn to set, make a fire, yeah. Yeah, top-down method, obviously. But you cook different things over fire, so you hang things in Dutch ovens, you... No, okay. Char, char things off. You put things in the embers. You shift the embers around. There was, there was a rotisserie chicken. There was all sorts. There was a we did a, a smoked um, celeriac. You know, it's blooming mm. lovely. What? Here's a little top tip for you, right? If yep. you've got like a celeriac or you've got like um, big beets or something like that, and it, they're really, they're hard. You know, they're rock hard. Yeah. A good way to get them to cook a bit quicker is just to get a few metal skewers and just shove them through before you put them on the grill or the bar in, in the oven or whatever because they get boiling hot and they tr- really hot and they transfer heat into the middle and cook it quicker. For me though, mate, like if I'm shopping and I see a celeriac, I'm thinking, do I want that or do I want like broccoli, corn on the cob, If courgette. you tasted, If you tasted this today, I promise you would cook it within seven days. Yeah, it but it's so you, good. Yeah, but is it like snails like snails they've got to master nope. taste by covering it in garlic it's like it's like a potato but like a potato but five times nicer than any potato i've had it was so simple and so nice even dolphin water potato yeah in dolphin water okay that was well, brilliant oh good i'm glad you enjoyed i did a lamb over the weekend on the train i saw that so how was it delicious mate delicious i i made like a bit of a homemade rub with salt pepper garlic paprika rosemary um, marinated it and then hid garlics inside it. You know, we got stab it, which I really enjoyed. Um, oh, yeah. with a knife, just stabbing it all over and then just 
put a little clove yeah. of garlic in there and did five hours on the tray go about 140 150 yeah delicious mate pull apart and i had it in a pitta with um i can't even pronounce the name of the sauce tzatziki is it tzatziki <laughs> whatever um Be. that and some onion salad that was in a pitta it was delicious mate absolutely like so that's better than a fire school for me it's not i i Sounds really cool where you went. Um, I'd want you if I was stuck on a desert island, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I'd want Genevieve, really. Um, I uh, I also played golf twice last week. Um, one for City Hospice in a charity day. Um, yeah. And once in a club competition, Glamorganshire. Um, don't ask me how I did. But How'd you get on, boy? Nah, not really well. That's why I said don't ask me. Gotcha. Um, I'll tell you if I won. Um, I know. And, um, and that was about it, really, mate. Did you watch Bryson DeChambeau? Of course I did. Of course I did. It's brilliant. Right, before you tell us about him, right? Okay. I listened on the radio and there were three commentators. Two of them were really chilled and they were just like chat chewing the fat. And the other one was quite chilled and was just chewing the fat and really good stuff. But every now and again, the other one would say... It's rolling, it's rolling, Bryson DeChambeau. And I was like, I found it so grating that I turned the radio off and couldn't listen to it anymore. I don't often say stuff like that, but I really struggled. What, listen, listen to the golf? Yeah, I don't, even, I don't even love golf, as you know, but I thought this is the end of the US Open. I'll listen to the climax here. Yeah, it's massive. It's only four majors I, a year. I listened to Wimbledon with Jonathan Overton on the radio once because I was driving back from London and had no choice. And I was like, honestly... That is my favourite Wimbledon final of all time. He was yeah, so amazing. Yeah, but Flas, you can't. Wimbledon's a lot of action going on. You know, it's a fast-paced game. Tennis, golf is quite slow, especially on the last day when there's not many pairings going on. Yeah, but take it slow. Then you don't have to go Bryson DeChambeau oh, all the time. I was like, oh yeah. God, um, be slow then. Yeah, anyway, no, I listen. I listen to it? it on Sky. Um, really good. Like crowds massively affect golf, though. I reckon because same as same as all sport, really. You lose a little bit of pressure, I think, because golf, you know, everyone's looking at watching different players. You can hear roars. Um, you know, the, the fairways are full. The greens are full. It just adds a little bit more pressure. When there's not the crowds there, I, I just think you lose that a little bit. Um, that's not taking anything away from Deschambeau. The course was unbelievably hard. Like, the greens were so far, so undulating. Loads of people going off the back, coming up short a lot. But he was phenomenal, mate. He was the only player to finish under par. Um, in Wingford in New York um, he's a proper gnaws of golf like he he wants to calculate everything all the time he's for, for instance like golf clubs are all different sizes in your bag you know like a, a four iron is a lot longer than a pitching wedge yep. his irons are all the same length he's got yep. a really thick grip like a cricket bat grip on him um, you know his pitching wedge is the same is his six iron, I think, which is the highest club he has. Then he has rescue words. So he's very strange in, in his approach. And, you know, techniques out the window, all he's trying to do is get to 186, 200 mile an hour um, ball speed and strike. Uh, and he just tries to muscle it all the time. And it worked. It's phenomenal, like his performance. But he's so slow, honestly. It was breaking me watching last night because I was tired. And you've got to wait like five minutes before every shot. And it's just like, oh, my God. Like, 
like most people think about their shot while they walk into their ball, look at the ball, check the distance, hit it. It's just unbearable sometimes. Um, but yeah. you've got to give him credit because unbelievable. Um, he's going to win more majors and um, he destroyed the whole field. Mark Wolf, who's got a really strange swing as well. Like his knee comes in, it's like a really high takeoff and then comes down like a baseball bat. So you've got two players who are basically going for the US Open with unconventional swings. And then you look at like Justin Thomas, Rory McIlroy, they got sexual swings. Like it's a thing of art, you know, when you when you watch them swing. And these two are, are completely different. And I think it's great for the game. Um, but massive win. Massive win for DeChambeau. He's been teasing and knocking on the door for a while. He's only 24 years old, I think. Mm. Wears a flat cap um, to play. So... Lots more added pressure now. I think the next one, I'm not sure, might be the Masters in November. Um, but oh God, I hope they let crowds back into sport soon. Doesn't look like it though. Mind, looks like we're having a second wave of whatever. Oh, but don't. Um, don't but it was a don't. there was a big difference looking at the French games, and um, it's probably now a perfect time just to um, don't you take a break. No, I'm not taking a break. Well, maybe a little. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. The French games, there were crowds at the games. It created a better atmosphere, didn't it? Yeah, it was good. Definitely did. I mean, because we've not, been starved Not enough to get crowds. Claremont through, though. No, no, certainly not. Um, but Rassin, you know, they're just, you know, I, I did enjoy the photo of a couple of the Rassin boys after the game tops off and, you know, Finn Russell is, you know, he's not a chiseled number 10. There's no fat on him, but you just, it's nice to see sometimes that, you know, you don't have to have massive pecs, abs popping out, you know, traps popping out like Ugo to play rugby. You know, it's, (laughs) yeah. Shapes for all—it's a game for all shapes and sizes. Basically, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's a phenomenal player, though Finn Russell. Like the sooner, great, the <laughs> sooner he gets back in that squad, Scotland squad, and makes up um, 
berries, whatever issues they've got with Gregor Townsend, the better it's going to be. Because, I mean, we saw Adam Hastings come in um, for Finn Russell while you know we he was banned, say for instance in Scotland. But I mean, on their day, Finn Russell's up there with the best in the world at ten. Yep, he is, mate. Yeah, he's brilliant, man. He's brilliant. He's great to watch. And Racing looked like they had it all. I mean, come a Claremont's defence is a bit ropey and they just didn't look at it at all. I didn't really see how they scored 27 points, frankly, but Racing got a lot of power. That will be an interesting game against Saris because we'll talk about Saris in a sec, but Racing have got a lot of weapons. There is a lot, there are a lot of weapons in that team um, and Mashina can't even get in the team at nine. So they've got... Camille they've Shat got is probably the biggest weapon they have. Mate. He's mate, a scud. He's, he's an exorcist. He's got, he's got a quad for a neck. <laughs> <laughs> he's oh, I think you described him as a breeze block before yeah he is he doesn't, he doesn't get tired mate no I he's, mean he's, he's yeah. explosive and he doesn't get tired I do think that Damien Pano's try was incredible mind as well I thought this runaway try yeah I thought yeah that carry was amazing where he bumped the lads off but also I thought I he think Bakatawa takes himself out of it really in that he, tackle but Pano had made a big run before a big break before and done a massive run, and I think he was gassed. And they said he was toying with uh, Zebo. Was it? Was it? Yeah, yeah, it was Zebo. Yeah, I, I don't think he was. I think he was blowing hard. I think he was. Mm, I think he was, it, I, didn't have full no, throttle in him. Yeah, I don't think he had full thr- throttle through the whole way. So I think he was quite sensible in that. He started to cruise a little bit, hollow sprints. Remember them? And then yeah. just just before Zebo gets to him, he turns it on again and has a little burst for line. But yeah, I agree. I don't think he had the flat out. Um, fitness in him to, to go yeah. all the way. And I think we I think we've seen that a bit recently. You know, I certainly saw it with the Dragons in Bristol. You know, Dragons oh. are way off the pace with Bristol, and partly because they've had two games back um, since lockdown. Um, they've also had a three week break, and they're playing Bristol full of stars. You know, playing well and match fit. And I think that's. I think that's the the key at the moment is being match fit because you can do as much running as you want. You can do as much, um, you know, interval training, fartlek, whatever you want to call it, anaerobic, aerobic training as you want. Nothing replicates a match. I used to say, I remember saying in pre-season once and it was like, oh, lads, the first game's going to be tough, isn't it, to all the coaches? They're like, yeah, it's always the same. You'll be hanging. Don't worry, you'll be hanging. And I say, yeah, no matter what fitness you do, it doesn't get you ready for it, does it? No, you're always hanging. I said, well, why are we bothering then? Why are we here for eight weeks if we're going to get there and hang out our asses anyway for five games? Like, why don't we just have another month off, all right, and then start lifting some weights, start doing some hollow sprints, yeah. some run-throughs, learn some plays and just hang anyway. How did that go like, down? Why are we doing two months of fitness? Ridiculous. Well, we didn't win, did we? Didn't win the title, so I was right. Yeah, very true. Um, uh, Dragons were good for 10 minutes and they got absolutely <laughs> blown away they got battered and uh, no was... they were they were in the game until kickoff, weren't they yeah I was like cool on now 10 minutes I was like cool we've got a game here lads and then yeah they looked uh, alright you know Ashton Hewitt scored a nice try from um, I think it was a crossfield kick Sam Davis crossfield but then but then Sammy Randrandra just turned himself up to 8 out of 10 and it's game over then alright uh, yeah whatever he he turned himself up to elite level. It was he could just turn it on and off, which is yeah. It's just it's just unplayable. Though. That offload out to the right to Ben Earl. Ben Earl's a joke again. I know what a step the, as well. 
Max Malin's off the bench. Oh, mate, he looked good. Like and fast as well. We boys. talked about Max Malin's last week. You know whether potentially he could be England quality. Um, potentially, yeah, but he has to start. You know, every week at the moment he's not. But yeah, look, Ben Earl was was incredible, and you know he's. He's interchangeable, Ben Earl, as well. You know, you can run strike moves off him. He can be a strike run out wide because he's got the pace and acceleration to hit. Play on the wing. Tight lines, yeah. He can finish tries off. Um, it was a phenomenal try. But, look, all of Bristol were good. Harry Thacker was immense again. And, like, you can use him to, to pick and go. You can use him to hit hard lines. You can use him as a ball player. You know, he opens up so many different avenues. And you need a couple of players in your forwards that can do that, you know, because the game is about interlinking forwards and backs now. It's not just like forwards you carry, backs you create something. It's, you know, numbers come off the backs. And I think the All Blacks sort of move the game forward like that, where phase play is just a line. You know, you forget numbers. Everyone knows their role. And Thack is brilliant at it. Carl Sinclair is pretty good as, as a, a first receiver as well. You know, either hitting a short option or putting it behind to a ball player. But, Really impressed me was Callum Sheedy at 10 and mm. whether or not he's going to get a look in at Wales because he's certainly playing well at the moment. Um, you know, he's you'd, you'd probably rate him at the moment above Sam Davis at the Dragons. Um, not seen too much of the Blues really and, and Jared Evans, but you know, Callum Sheedy, you know, you're not going to you wouldn't start him ahead of Dan Bigger, but. He's certainly up there now, and I think he, you've got to be talking about him as potentially being in the Welsh squad. He's playing that ten, well. But you're 10 quid, he's not. No, maybe not. Maybe not, but... He is definitely... I think he he's still deser- he's, He still deserves you know to be talked about in that level. Yeah. You can't tell me Sam Davis is playing better than him. He's not. And Paul Turner, the old Welsh fly-off, our mate from Sarries, mm. knows a huge amount about the game. I love the bloke. And he said something along the lines on Twitter, so I'm nicking it, but he said... The thing, that's the thing with a rush defence like Dragons have got. Good fly-offs know how to beat it. Mm. And Callum Sheedy bashed them up. And there were times when, you know, if you run straight into the Dragons, lads, they'll bash you like anyone else. But there were times when they, their defence looked really quite lacklustre and there wasn't a huge amount. It was like, we've, we've put everything into the blitz. It hasn't worked. Because it hasn't worked, there's, there are some lads fighting to get back and some not. And they didn't... Match fitness looked like a big thing to me, but they didn't look in it at all and... They got they got blown away. Yeah, but, they were. Um, um, now we mm. sort of done. We we're jumping around a bit. We've done the Racing game now. Some of the games we don't need to do. We don't need to do Bordeaux against Edinburgh, except that Santiago Cordero was playing for Bordeaux and he just tore it, tore Edinburgh up. He was great. Leicester Canstra. No, can't do that. Can't do that. Bind. Uh, Scott's Toulon Scarlets was really, 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 really dull in the extreme. Scarlets could have won it at the end, but Tor- fella dropped, yeah, which is tough. I know, but also talked to you about Lee Halfpenny's tackle. No, you don't, I don't know what you you're talking about. Oh, it's a phenomenal tackle. Do you ever remember Sam Warblin tackling um, Tuolangi in Twickenham? Got him right round the ankles just before the try line. No. Okay, well... I watched it, the game, I can't remember this. It's a phenomenal tackle. Um, the Toulon 15, Daniel um, Ipipakin. Ipi- <laughs> which, which, excuse me? <laughs> I can't remember. You be, you be what? <laughs> Calling Daniel, I can't even say his surname. All right, our kid, our kid. Yeah, Igby fan. <laughs> Igby fan. Um, it gets him right round the ankles when you think he's in. Uh, it's phenomenal, phenomenal fullback play. You know, like his positional 
covering and awareness Lee Halfpenny is I can't tell you a better fullback that covers the field better than him and it but also shows said, you also shows you that he's got life in those legs as well you know he's still got pace go on what yeah, have I always said you've always said that you can't run without your legs <laughs> yeah or your eye, or your eyeballs Martin Wood Martin nostrils. Wood come off you say right they can't run without their, their eyeballs lads that was when that was before you know I mean, gouging's never been cool, but that, but Martin Wood, I don't want to name any names, but Martin Wood used to do it all the time. Yeah, it's horrendous, isn't it? Awful um, bloke. Yeah, but 11-6, Toulon, Scots did put up a really good fight, mind. They're, they did they're, they're the shining that. light in Welsh rugby. They're, they are. They certainly are. They are. Um, it's a tough, pl- tough place to go, mate, still. You know, Toulon. Let's do... Let's do let's, let's do something. Let's skip the Saris game and do that in a sec. Okay. Let's go Sunday and... Ulster were nowhere near to lose. To lose looked fantastic. Cheslin Colby, wow. Big pack, wow. Trying to um, make... Um, could win it. Yeah. Look, Cheslin Colby's amazing, isn't he? Like, I th- yeah. Shane Williams is, is the only person that, you know, he ever would come close yeah, to. Yeah, but you fella. Know, he's trying to make Jacob Stockdale unemployed, which is a night... Which yeah, but he whacks nice. people as well. Yeah, he does. He's nails. But... Look, Ulster did have a couple of opportunities in that first half. There was a 3v2 early on and McCloskey throws this long miss pass off the left and it just halts all the attack. Um, at 60 minutes, Geordie Murphy throws a forward pass after a kick over and a take by by Hume. Um, and that was on as well. You know, So there were a couple of opportunities there. But the thing is with, with Colby, right, is you can't, you can't give him a one-on-one. You have to have a defensive system where if he steps inside, he's getting nailed. Now, for his second try, um, McCloskey sort of sells himself and tackles Kano. And sometimes that's good, right? Because sometimes when you, you, you're covering across and you tackle a player that's just passed, it means they're out the game as well, so they can't get on, on the end of tries. But on the flip side, it also takes you out of the game as well. So that when Colby gets the ball and steps inside that's the opportunity where you can nail him. And, you know, I think if you can stay alive on the inside, you do what you can. And I just felt that McCloskey just sold himself a little bit early and, and takes himself out of the game. And obviously Colby steps inside and that's when he could have shut the gate and uh, and nailed him. But look, Hugh Jay was brilliant, I thought. Just a real Mad threat. for it, wasn't he? Yeah, everywhere, mate. Looked so hungry, looked thirsty for the ball. Um, you know, DuPont was amazing as well. Uh, Peter Aki, I thought, you know, don't speak about him too often, but had some lovely touches, looked so strong. You know, such a low centre of gravity, really thick set, but the pack are, are incredible. Yeah. I mean, Huge should have been, been put in for two tries. Uh, once by Gittone, um, he actually ends up offloading, I think, to, to Ramos. And then by Ramos as well, towards the end. He was livid, wasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> you would be as well, in. you know, if you're a winger and you two clear opportunities to get put away. He doesn't, but, you know, a good attempt by Ulster, but, you know, no way near really the level that Toulouse were. Yeah, they were great. And there's a lot of people go, I think I do, do go on about the size of the pack and actually... Not all of the pack are huge. They've got a couple of big units, Charlie Famarina, Joe Takori. Jerome mm. Kano is not a freak by modern standards, but Famarina and Joe Takori are very large, but they're high-functioning. Like They do a lot of work, and 
I, they just look great. And Dupont at nine is, yeah. I mean, best scrum half in all the hemisphere. I'm not sure he's up to sort of Aaron, Aaron Smith level. Yeah, I think he's not far off. Yeah. Slightly different no, players. He's a lot more physical. But also in in France, you you very often see nines running games over tens. Yeah, call a line out. French way of doing. Yeah, like Baptiste Seram playing ten the last couple of weeks when he's clearly a nine. I mean, it's ridiculous. And then they bring they bring uh, Carbonell too long, bring Carbonell off the bench, and he changes the game and basically wins in the game. It's like yeah, it's because he's just this is a fly off playing fly off. Mm. He's not a scrum off playing fly off. It's ridiculous. Um, but Ulster, it didn't help the case. They lost Billy Burns and Hume as well. Um, losing your 10 mm-hmm. so early is a nightmare. Like uh, Michael Lowry came up um, and played 10, but it's difficult to pronounce his name without thinking about bad boys. Mike Lowry. Mike Lowry. Mike Lowry. Mike Lowry. So, and Chief, Chief Saints, I mean, that, was, that wasn't the most... It wasn't the most absorbing game. Chiefs actually, Chiefs put up more of a fight than people thought. Uh, Saints put up more of a fight than people thought they might not fight, but they they were better than people thought they might be. They were fighting uh, mm. Manny uh, Eogun in the mid in the front row did a great job against some two test props. He did really well, the young fella. But Chiefs were yeah. miles away. Jack Noel and Henry Slade they were miles away. Really, Henry Slade's try was oh not Henry Slade's try. If he's Maunder for the try, but his break was yeah. it was off a. You don't see many of them um, scrum on the head, do you? Overturn. Nope. But the problem is they've got then is the communication because scrum's turned. So as Northampton lost a scrum, they then lose their nine defending. So it becomes man on man. You know. So what you've got there is Dingwall just overchases a little bit because he's more worried about the fifteen. Uh, yeah. at Exeter you know so he overchakes he's more worried about Hog and it, it's actually quite a nice hole for Slade to, to slip through massive fend as well you know not just a pretty face is he and then just uh, a nice feed Maunder scores his try yeah you know it's class and then Jack Noll has another individual effort as well and it was beautiful it was sexual um, laterally so good and what I mean by that is like you know some people you look who sidestep. Um, for instance, um, if you look at who would be someone that has to slow down a lot to sidestep, um, Me. Josh Bassett. Okay, you look at him; he sort of slows down a fair bit to step, then goes again. Whilst Jack Null just keeps momentum every time he goes mm. lateral. Um, you know, you, you've got to also be thinking there. You know, Furbank; he needs to make that tackle. Is he covering? Is Mike Brown? Is Lee Halfpenny making that tackle? you know, you'd say 95% yes, they are. Mm. You know, so positional-wise, you know, he's, he's got a bit to work on, especially, you know, if, if he wants to play regularly for England in that position, but still take nothing away from what brilliance it was from Noel. You know, yeah, I mean, he bounces people, doesn't he? He rides tackles, bounces people like he's a pinball. He's a nightmare. Mm. You'd hate to play against him. I'd hate to play against yeah. him. Yeah. I mean, I have played against him in a... Um, Gareth Steenson's testimonial match a couple of summers back. Oh, Sandy I've seen the Park. photos. Oh, smashed it, mate. You ran into mm. me smashing the bits, fella. Mm. Right arm, was it? Did you have it taped up? Oh, smashing the bits, fella. He won't forget that in a hurry. Just off the lines to brought him back down to earth. <laughs> uh, right, let's do it. Let's just go back and talk about Leinster Saracens. Okay, did you think that Leinster were going to win pre-match? No Farrell. Um, I actually thought 
fairly big call put in Alex Gudin. Not that he couldn't do a job, but that he's not really played much 10. Vinopolo's been filling in at 10 for Saracens. Here's what I thought about that part of the game. And you tell me if you think I'm wrong. I, the reason I'm butting in is because I want to say what I think in case you think the same <laughs> and disagree. And you think I'm copying you. I thought at 10, he had very little to do did very little other than really basic delivery of ball to Barrett and Taylor to smash it through and scored one fantastic try, which was was fantastic. It was brilliant. Otherwise, it was very, very simple play, just whacking it up and very little that was complex about it. There wasn't much ducking and weaving. There wasn't lines being hit. It was effectively... A power game, and when it when an operate when an op- opportunity opened up, Duncan Taylor got the ball back inside, and the try was fantastic. But that was it. It was the absolute basics done. Um, which is I, very clever, I thought. I watched the game, and I just I thought it reminded me. I don't know why. Um, a little bit of South Africa, England, and the Rugby Cup final. Um, you just had a team that were in the headlights a little bit in Leinster, you know, they started trying to throw the ball in their own 22 and run the ball out from under their post. And you're thinking, why are you doing that? You know, the difference was the relieving of pressure from Saracens. They did it so well. Um, little things like Lewington keeping the ball in um, from a touch finder, then hitting Good and Good smashing the ball 60 yards down the middle. Um, you know, a Toji intercept, massive, massive, momentum shift there um didn't play any rugby in their own half or middle third just kicked everything their kicking was absolutely phenomenal um defense as you would imagine was brilliant but it was just shutting the gate you know so working hard when the ball's gone partial because that's when holes open in defenses when the ball goes past you you switch off saracens were just hungry to close the gate so every time that Leinster were looking to step back inside. They were getting hammered by a Saracens player. They just, you know, you work harder when the ball's gone past you. They were hunting. Um, absolutely low-risk play. Um, three or four phases in their own half, then kicked. So structured, so effective. Gave Leinster absolutely nothing. Uh, Wigglesworth box kicking was masterclass. They obviously ta- uh, targeted Lama and Keenan. Uh, Keenan having his first European yeah. start. Lama yeah. obviously being being quite short. Lewington was, was brilliant in the air, chased everything. Um, and I agree with you to an extent on on Good. You know, he scored a phenomenal try, um, made by some very good decoy runners from. Um, I Billy, said it's a compliment. Billy I mean, he didn't try to overplay it. Is what I meant. And and, and Duncan yeah. Taylor, you know, they just created a one on one, and he gets his arms through. But. You know, it's it's also about taking the right option um, as a as a ten. You know, it doesn't always have to be massive breaks like Danny Cipriani. You know, look at Stephen Jones and how well he played for Wales and the Lions. You know, he often didn't make massive scintillating breaks and finish tries from 50, 60 metres, but he made right decisions at the right times. You know, run, pass, kick, and and Goo did that brilliantly. But also, just place kicking under pressure. You know, that was yeah. massive for him. You know, yeah. doesn't doesn't place kick very regularly at all. You know, it's all done by, by Owen Farrell and long distance ones by Elliot Daly, but phenomenal. Um and I just think Lencer looked shell shocked. Yeah. Um and I, I spoke to off air, I spoke to Brian O'Driscoll yesterday. I was doing the highlights with BT and having another baby. Well done, Brian. Oh god, well done. Um 
I had, had that happen. But I said, is is it going to be really inflammatory? I, did, I don't know if I said it or not on air. I can't remember. But is it going to be really inflammatory if I say Leinster just haven't faced anything that physical for so long? Because the Pro 14 just isn't as hard as that. Mm. And he said, that's absolutely bang on. It's not Of course he did. And they, was... they just haven't. They were nowhere near it. Like the Saracens absolutely battered them. It was amazing. The first half was amazing. They could not deal with Brad Barrett. They couldn't deal with Duncan Taylor. They definitely couldn't deal with Vincent Cock. He destroyed their scrum, yeah. pulverized yeah, it, did. and they were he toast. Um, Absolute toast. Yeah, I, you know those um, comments I just um, said on on, uh, on Saracens, I sent it to Richard McCoy, and he said, Shanks, that is phenomenal. <laughs> phenomenal analysis, mate. Well done. Um, <laughs> I'm going to send it over to Dan Carr. What does, yeah, Dan says, that's, that's great, mate. You are... You've hit the nail on the head. Well, well done. Um, three cheers. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I sent mine to Buck Shelford and he wasn't so keen on it. But. <laughs> uh, no, but it was just, I just thought the game plan that Saracens came with um, was an A plan, physically out-muscle And often you can't do that to Leinster because if, if, if you out-muscle Leinster, they'll break you in other ways. You know they break you out wide, and that's why they've been such good European champions for such a long time. Is because they've got different facets to the game. They don't just rely on one thing. But um, Saracens, you know, with with that form, you know, will go on to win it if they can keep it. Yeah, agree. Right, David. Now yeah. I put out a couple of tweets just to make us sound like we're engaging with. I wouldn't say fans, just listeners. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, so get on your phone. Have you got, have you got your phone nearby you? Yeah, what do you want from me? Um, well, go, go on the Flats and Shanks um, Twitter account. Um, how is Roman Poit? I mean, did you hear his coffin throughout the game? Yeah. Yeah. Um, apparently he hasn't got it. He was tested and he hasn't got it, we were told yesterday. Okay, good. Um, yeah. Cobra or Kingfisher? Cobra fella. Yeah. Phoenix, that is. Okay, because you, you've got Kingfisher trainers, I know that, so why wouldn't you? What's the best thing about Switzerland? Tell me, boy, tell me. Well, I don't know, but the flag is a big plus. This is awful. What's yeah, well, there's there? a couple of jokes in there as well. Oh, you asked for jokes. Um, okay. Chances of a Saracens Exeter final? Uh, very high. Mm. <laughs> I think very high. Um, I think there's, be there's great a... It'd be really great that because you know there's, it's sort of the unofficial Gallagher Premiership final as well, isn't it? To lose would just be such hard work, but they've got to go to Sandy Park. Yeah, Chiefs are so good there. Um, Saracens could absolutely go to La Défense and win because they could do what they want. Um, what they did was special at the weekend, really special, I yep. thought. But it, there is a strong chance. I mean, hey, it's, what is it? It's 50-50, isn't it? Or 25-75, whatever it is. God, I don't know. There's your odds. Yeah. Does that um, help? Probably should have said who that question was from. That was from Stephen Owen about this. Big Steve, you're not Steve's like. Saracens, Exeter final. Danny Thomas, what would you rather? Pubes for teeth or teeth for pubes? <laughs> teeth for pubes. Because uh, at least you can hide them. Pubes for teeth. Um, concrete carrot. Good fella. I like his work. Uh, will the Saracens points deduction be seen historically 
as a backfire given their form and galvanisation? No, I don't think it will because they were doing they're going they're getting relegated anyway, and they were playing like this anyway. They were doing this before they got punished, so it doesn't seem like a huge amount's changed actually. Um, who's the guy? Who's the actor in Ness? And he also did Fifty Shades of Grey. What's his name? Uh, Paul. He's, he's a mate of Tins, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, Con, Paul Con, Paul Con. Uh, I'm going to Google him now, right? Because Darren Cave looks exactly like him. He wishes. Um, He does. Doris, he something Doris, isn't it? No, that's Kaylin Doris. Uh, okay. Doran. Doran. Yeah. Doran. Go on, keep going. Paul. Jamie Doran. Jamie Dornan. Yeah. Um, so we had a question on um, on Twitter. Uh, Mike McGuckin, um, would you Excuse trust me? Darren Cave to lead your Spitfire squadron to battle? Because um, he look Darren Cave, he's, he's grown a, gr- yeah. a great tash. He lo- does look a little bit like uh, Jamie Doran. Um, now, he did a film on, um, I think it was Netflix or Amazon, and it was called, I'll find it in a bit, you know me, but um, it was very good, and he looks exactly like him. It was called The Siege of um, Jadotville. It's a really good film, and Darren Cave looks exactly like him. Oh, uh, yeah. I, yeah. Okay. Um bit loose apparently Dan Cave is he likes a few beers so I've only met him a couple of times but I like him already Um, Thomas Ringley are you eating your greens yeah yeah Yeah. what do you have today what was it called Celeriac Celeriac Um, Ed Jackson Jacko the one and only Jacko you asked for a joke and he said Chesley Colby he's a joke Hmm. he is he's right Jacko's right yeah Um, yeah so we've had a a few questions Um, Laura the thoughts on Exeter Chiefs Brandon and how it's sat with rugby. Um, yeah, we probably won't do that one, Laura. Um, moving swiftly on. Um, did you see the hit on Sexton? Red, yellow, or just a penalty? Uh, that The Michael Rhodes one, he's been cited for that. Yeah. What do you think about uh, it? Head on head. Oh, I, well, what was it? Head. I thought yellow for that. Um, I don't know why I thought yellow. Um it is force aggressive, yeah, yellow, probably. But yeah, I think he's going to get. I think he's going to get into trouble because it was quite bad. Yeah, I think it was. Andrew Thomas makes a good point on Twitter. He's put with Dragons, Scarlets, Leinster, and Ulster all losing in Europe. Do you think Pro Fourteen teams are a little bit undercooked playing yep. two, three games in six months? Yeah, I think yep. they were. They lack the intensity. Um, I mean, there's not a lot you can do for size and power, but size and power also comes into fitness as well because it's about producing those big hits um, and those outbursts of power for the full 80 minutes and not just sort of 30, 40 minutes. So I think it has. Um, How do you handle Paul Hutton? How do you handle Semi? He's put rage in before it, but... How do you handle Semi... Mm. Yeah, you, you don't. You tried. You try to shut his space down. And a cricket bat. Did you see when he broke through for one of the tries? I think it was Ben Earl's first try. Maybe I can't remember who it was, but it was such a good move that I think it was Purdy coming round as a end up. You think the ball's going to Purdy, but it actually goes straight past Purdy to Ranradra. Yeah, just class. Yeah, 
and he's looking for support when he goes through and yeah. in the end he's like ah it's alright I'll yeah. do this one lads you do the next ones well, he's great David he's do you know what we've done enough boy that's enough now we've done more than enough you know yeah. you're, you're so lucky we've given the, we're giving the freaks what they want mm. haven't we yeah a lot um, of freaks listen to it as well mate I'm going to watch some flipping telly now look at a few car auction websites cars I'm not going to buy that's how I do it Mm, I don't know. I need a new series to start. Umbrella Academy, The Boys. Apparently, The Boys is good. Really? I haven't watched Money Heist yet, have you? Yeah. Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Okay, noted. I think there's three series done, and I'm still not bored of it. So I'll go four. I'm all in, mate. Here's my chips. Okay. I'll raise you. Um,. All right, well, kid, I'm, I'm, sh- I'm right. struggling to finish this now for something to say, so should we just end right. it? See you later. Love you, everyone, yeah? Love you, bye. Yeah. Bye. 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 Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.